what's up what's up what's up welcome to another episode of authentic shameless self i am your host deja monet and today as you know from the title we are talking about divorce the last episode was marriage so if you haven't heard the last episode of the podcast please go back to that episode listen to it tell me tell your loved ones your thoughts uh, you can tell me on instagram or tiktok at deja monet and yes yeah, so this episode we're talking about divorce and if you're new to this podcast let me just break it down to you how each episode goes So I'm going to break down some facts to y'all and then I'll share my opinion because I wholeheartedly acknowledge that my opinions are not facts. Then I may give y'all a little story time or two and then we'll close it out with a challenge that you can bring into your own everyday life and keep it pushing. So without further ado, let's get into these facts. Now I do want to premise that... It was actually pretty hard looking for divorce statistics that span globally without seeing statistics with marriage. Like, they are, of course, intertwined, right? Like, you're not going to get married without divorce. Oh, that sounds really bad, actually. (laughs) You're not going to get divorced if you're not already married. So... The research that I had to do, it I definitely like had to break away the sources. I had to, and when I say break away, I mean pretty much cut them in half because every single source talked about marriage and divorce in one, and it was kind of like you know the left the left side of the field versus the right side of the field. So it was very interesting. But let's just get into it. So. According to datingnews.com, which is one of the same sources that I used on the marriages episode, young adults are not marrying at high rates anymore. Millennials, we are ruining the divorce rate. Because in 2018, approximately 9% of 30-year-olds within the United States had already gotten a marriage certificate and then gotten a divorce certificate. So 9% really is not that much versus in about the same year, most recent years spanning from 2018 to current, which is 2020, divorce statistics show that 62-year-olds have the higher likelihood of being divorced, separated, or married multiple times with 42.3% of 62-year-olds still being in their first marriage. So less than 50% of people who are 62 are older are still with their first spouse. Isn't that crazy? And again, we talk about the marriage aspect in the marriage episode. So please, please go listen to that episode. But of course, just heads up, I will be talking about marriage just a little bit because you can't get divorced without being married. So That's datingnews.com. I'll definitely make sure to link that in the description of this episode. Moving on, we have worldpopulationreview.com. So, World Population Review really just broke down the highest divorce-rated state thus far in 2022 in the United States. 
And the highest divorce rated state is Maine at 14%. I don't know about y'all, but I've never been to Maine. (laughs) And the lowest rated state is California. So if you remember in the marriage episode, the highest rated marital states were Hawaii and Nevada, (laughs) cough, cough, Las Vegas. So those are the highest rated marriage states in the United States. So I figured it would be cool to mention also the highest rated divorce states of this year. And the year is not even over yet. So these statistics could change, but they are according to the United States Census Bureau, which is a bureau that pushes out surveys across the entire United States of America. And essentially people respond by saying what the dynamics of their household is. That includes adults, children, marital status, current and previous, so on and so forth. And so next for sources and facts, we have brides.com, which I thought this was a really interesting source because if you know about brides.com, then you know like they are really known for their bridal gowns, bridal columns, bridal vlogs, like they do everything marriage, like the you know the beginning of saying I do. So for them to do a blog uh, in February 2021, It's titled, How Long Do Average U.S. Marriages Last? I thought that was pretty interesting and worth noting. So here it says that 14 states have a divorce rate of 50 to 65%. 12 states have a divorce rate ranging from 15 to 39%, with the remaining states falling somewhere in between. So... I mean, I guess the the biggest question, right, is why do people get divorced? Will we ever really know? Is I, I guess that's just really a case-by-case basis. But for one of my last statistics, I don't want to leave my international loves out. So the country, the top five countries with the highest divorce rate in the world. Number one is Russia. Number two is Belarus. Number three is Gibraltar. Number four is the United States. And number five is Moldova. So those are the top five countries in the world with the highest divorce rates. And that's pretty wild that's pretty wild please find me on instagram find me on tiktok at deja monet and let's talk about it for real because these are just really some interesting statistics it says here over a 40 year period 67 percent of first marriages end what? 67%? Like before even the 40th year anniversary would have hit. It says there are nearly three divorces in the time that it takes for a couple to recite their wedding vows. So every two minutes, there are three divorces that take place to one marital ceremony. 
wow that is just wow so let me give y'all my opinion i'm gonna put myself out there and if you don't know i have been married before now twice i have been divorced now twice the first time i got married i was like 19 just turned 20. <sighs> that marriage didn't last but two years i have a beautiful child out of it but in the end um i think that experience just taught me specifically that we just weren't meant to be with each other like that wasn't my soulmate that wasn't my twin flame that wasn't my person and that's okay i definitely learned a lot about myself at such a young age i definitely changed the dynamic of my entire life by becoming a parent at that time and during that experience but through it all like there was only lessons now that i can say i really got from that experience good and bad and with the second marriage that ended very very recently again it's kind of the same thing but now even as i'm i was a completely almost a completely different woman in my second marriage than i was in my first and what i will say is that when i did first get married the second time i found like this comparison hitting me in the face and it was something i didn't even expect coming from loved ones like well i hope it works out this time or okay well i hope you know what you're doing this time like and it was just like uh, i didn't really know how to take that but I, I, there was already this stigma and i was already the statistic of you've been married before so you should know what you're doing right because you've been married before and that to me was just a huge fallacy because that's like saying because you've been in a relationship with somebody before you know how every single relationship is supposed to go to the t and it just blew my mind like how that thought process really worked and played out in other people's minds but anyways that was my opinion and also my story time wrote into one so look at me two for one today two for one but on a more serious note i want to just explain to y'all the emotional roller coaster that one goes through during a divorce a divorce that you truly actually or a marriage excuse me that you truly actually wanted and care about because now more and more i don't know if it's the community that i'm in i don't know if it's just the career field that i'm in but marriage and divorce just look so every day mundane you do it then you don't and you move on and again, that has just blown my mind as to how so easily people can get into these lifelong commitments with people and then so easily just say, I don't want it anymore and throw out that divorce word. And what I will say is I hope all the people that are getting married that it really, really, really lasts. But just for emotional awareness sake, for my married people, the first time you throw out that word of divorce, it's very hard to bring it back. Oh my 
goodness. It's so hard to bring it back. And it's like the first time you speak it out loud to your partner, it starts this cloud, this very gloomy, looming cloud. And it's not just, oh, the first time you say it, it's gonna happen tomorrow, but another D word comes into play and that is doubt. That is doubt of the commitment, that is doubt of the relationship, that is doubt of overcoming conflict, that is doubt of your family, as in the family that you built with this person, whether it's just the two of you, your kids, their kids, your together kids, your pets, your monkey, your whatever. Like that other word of doubt is created when you throw that word of divorce in the air. And furthermore, you have two sides of it, right? You have a side of Do I want to stay in this marriage and work it out with this person because of whatever reasons that you have? Or do I want to leave this marriage and because I know I deserve better or because you're facing some sort of abuse or, you know, there's just so many reasons why relationships end. And those are the same reasons why divorce happens. And I think that it's just assumed to be a higher heightened level of emotion because this is supposed to be, society has it within us to know that this is a heightened form of commitment. You know, when you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a boo thing or a situationship, you can just walk away. You can really just walk away and go about your life There are no ties that takes other people and other entities to sever when you just have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a boo-boo. But when you had crossed that line into marital hood and now you may have to pay taxes together, now you're on each other's life insurance, now you're having to both fill out paperwork for your children to get a passport, Those are the things that I think people negate to think about until it goes bad. Like when things are good, these things are so easy to get done if all parties involved are active and participating and willing. But when you start to get into the divorce cloud, somebody's hurting Somebody wants to leave or somebody just doesn't care. Like those are all on the negative aspects of emotions dying or ending. And to that effect, when somebody is going through a divorce, now this is speaking from myself very personally. When I was going through my divorce, this most recent divorce, it was devastating. I felt like I was getting a divorce before the marriage even really started. And it threw me into the biggest depressive state I've ever, ever been in. And I started therapy, thank my goodness. But through that, I really learned more and more about the five stages of grief and how that's not a linear process. And how just like 
a regular relationship, a marriage that you thought would be a lifetime is ending. And so you have to mourn the death of that relationship. You have to mourn the death of the image that you had of that person. You have to mourn the death of the image that you had of your life and your future plans. You have to go through whatever emotions you may have, depending on your situation and why the divorce is even occurring. You could have shame. You can have guilt. You can have trauma. You could be trying to cope through the abuse you've just endured. You can be trying to relearn. You can be in a state of like, I call it the hermit state where you just want to be by yourself. You want to isolate. And depending on the type of person you are, isolation can be very good. And in that same breath, isolation can be scary, depending on what you do during that time. So I do want to say that even though ending any kind of relationship, whether you're tied down according to the government or not, it's hard. It's hard and there are deaths that occur without anyone having to attend any actual funeral and it could be really tough. It could be really tough and I want you to know that if you are having to go through a divorce right now, it's okay. If you're contemplating divorce and have been for a while, it is okay. What you really have to just ask yourself is, what do I want for myself? What do I want for my family? What do I want from this relationship? Have I exhausted all possibilities within this marriage to make it work? And you have to be really honest with yourself. Don't BS yourself. Don't sugarcoat. Don't look for the gray spaces and the shortcuts. Because the wedding is cute and the rings are nice. But marriage and relationships are work. So if you can be honest with yourself and say, I really put in the work. I really tried. I really exhausted all possibilities. And this is still a no for me. Be gentle with yourself. If you have a loved one going through the through this situation, be gentle with them and just be there. Be there, listen, listen to yourself, listen to the people around you if you are going through it and know that it'll be okay. Know that you are allowing this experience to end. Take the good, take the bad, wrap it up into your lessons learned and don't stop because Your life doesn't stop. So I want you all to really just be mindful of what you're going through or what you know somebody else may may be going through and have a little bit of compassion, have a little bit of empathy because it really is a life-changing event. Breakups as well. Like it's no different of, you know, your homegirl or your homeboy dating somebody for seven years and all of a sudden that relationship is over. And that person may be like, shoot, I've been in this seven years. I'm cool. I'm about to get my time back. I'm about to go be out in these streets. You know, you never know. People really handle endings of relationships on a spectrum. Like, it's a wide spectrum. Some people need to bury their feelings. And some people need to lay in it for years and years and years to come. But whatever that be for either yourself or your loved ones, 
be real with them, but be genuine and, and soft with them, be compassionate for them. And at the end of the day, just show up, just show up for them. Because it's not always easy, even if they make it look like they're walking down easy street. So the challenge I have for you is if you were ever thinking about ending a relationship, which most of us have, we're grown. So the last time you ended a relationship, I'll say, what were the factors that made you sure about ending that relationship? Be it that you were just interested in other people, be it that you just realized that this relationship was not for you. Just really sit down and maybe make a list. Make a list of all of the attributes and characteristics and values that you love about the partner that you have or the partner that you would like. And then the attributes, characteristics, and values that you may have experienced from people in your past that you weren't too enthusiastic about and would prefer not to encounter that experience again. So I hope that challenge makes sense to y'all. Let me just say it in a shorter version. Make a list of good, bad attributes, characteristics, and values that you would like your partner, your life partner, to have. And if you don't believe in life partners, cool. Just make it for your temporary or current partner. So we got a little deep in this one, but just so y'all know, the next episode of Authentic Shameless Self Podcast is going to be about shameless healing. So I touched in, I talked about shameless healing just a little bit, a little bit on this episode right here because that's something that I've been in the process of in the past several months while I've been going through divorce. And now that my divorce has been final and I've had these reoccurring experiences and I've been on the ebb and flow of shadow work and healing, I really just want to share my experience and my thought process and facts with y'all about healing because I see the shift. I see the shift in the collective of people in the world around us and it really is looking like the people who are willing to do the work and heal and the people that are avoiding the work and just want to keep on living. So next episode is Shameless Healing. I hope that y'all tune in. Please be sure to follow the podcast. Again, my name is Deja Monet. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to complete your challenge and share that list with a loved one or just save that list in your notes and maybe revisit it when you find yourself in a new or your next relationship. So it's all love, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed. Until next time, much love.